So, if you are listening to the podcast and not watching by way of YouTube, then you're not seeing what I'm going to be doing right now. Basically, I washed my hair um, a couple days ago. I'm running kind of low on time, and that's just my own fault because I did not properly think about what I wanted to do today as far as my schedule. So, trying to kill two birds with one stone, this is kind of like a get ready with me Lex chat so if you are watching this you can see that i got my bonnet on and uh don't laugh at the hair it is a sew-in all right but while i'm chatting with y'all about <laughs> this music stuff i'm gonna be doing my hair because i have less than two hours to get out the house and go for a session so i washed this a couple days ago and um, yeah, I just need to make it look pretty. So that's what we're gonna do right now. So starting off with the Lex check though, what's been going on in my life? And I need to make sure I'm not just looking at the camera this whole time. But look at that, that's crazy. Do they just like not sew the front part on anymore? That's so irritating. I paid. 300 for this hair. Well, I didn't pay 300 for it. I'm thankful that um, one of my friends just wanted to treat me and gave me some money so I could get my hair and nails done. Um, and I decided to go get my hair to get a sew-in. And I've had this sew-in for like two weeks now. And I guess it's the new trend for these stylists out here in Atlanta. First off, the the prices are way too high. This hair alone was, how much did I pay for this? Two, no, that was maybe like 200. Yeah, this hair alone was maybe like 200. Um, but I went to a new hairstylist who installed this for me and she charges $300 for this. But like I said, like they don't even, they don't even like sew this frontal part on anymore they glue it down now I'm like girl I didn't order a lace wig I ordered a full frontal sew-in so I work out a lot and that irritates me because she was like oh you'll be fine if you just you know wear a band to absorb the sweat and it'll stay glued down the glue came off after like two or three days and it started lifting so I went to the store and I asked the people at the store. It was actually a man who helped me. A black-owned beauty salon, uh, a black-owned beauty supply store called Atlanta Beauty Depot. It's off of Cobb Parkway in Marietta, Smyrna area. So I was asking, you know, how do I put this back down? He was super helpful. So he suggested the super lace glue for lace wigs, which looks like this. It basically looks like super glue if you are not watching and you're just listening. It looks like a tube of super glue, which kind of scares me. It reminds me of the Gorilla Glue Girl. But it's supposed to be 100% waterproof, invisible for extended wear bonding use only. And I don't know how to take this on. Saying you are ready. I don't know, I'll figure it out. I think I can use like alcohol, like rubbing alcohol, but. And then I also got the Got To Be sprayed, spray. Blasting freeze spray, spike cement finish, screaming hold. I don't like how that sounds. Blasting freeze spray through hair, carelessly for that sexy, messy look or twist tips into spikes for outrageous hold that will last until your next shampoo. But anyway, um, yeah, so I got this done a couple of, couple weeks ago and the first two days, the first two days, the damn glue on the lace came off. So I'm not happy about that, obviously. And I don't have any clips, do I? None that are like really worth it for real. So yeah, I'm just trying to do a better job of presenting myself physically. So that means taking care of my outer appearance, my hair and my nails. And I've been doing a pretty good job of taking care of the nails aspect 
Wow, that did nothing. <laughs> I've been doing a pretty good job of keeping my nails done and maintained. So now I just want to try to get the whole look together, you know. Um, I feel like the look is not really complete if it's just the hair, but the nails aren't done. Or it's just the nails, but the hair is never done. And then on top of that, what if my outfit is never complete, you know. So just really trying to find a style that's going to work for me budget-wise, but also something that's easy for me to maintain. Um not the most active person when it comes to keeping my hair done like i want to keep it done but ugh, is there how did that even get on there this dude came over my house because he was having issues at um like there was like a hostage situation at his house so he asked to stay over here like quite literally swat and everything it looks like he was playing in my um stuff all right if i could get curls like this the whole time i'll be a happy camper but yeah i'm just trying to find a style that i can maintain that's going to be good for my budget but also good for like my personality i'm not the most i'm not the most active at keeping up with my hair so i need something that doesn't it's not going to take a lot for me to maintain you know so i think a sew-in works very well because I can just keep my hair braided up. And all I got to do is make sure the, the sew-in is washed and maintained in that way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to uh, do my hair and chat this entire time. And that will kill two birds with one stone. Because I do have to be at the studio at 9. I have to leave at 8 to be there on time that type stuff so yeah um i'm not exactly completely pleased with this style because like i said i work out a lot and because of that the sweat like she did not sew down the front part she glued it down but that immediately came out two three days later which makes me very sad because what is my money going towards if the style is not going to last but i don't want to do too much to my natural hair because that's how hair damage can ensue as well so yeah what else has happened i had um a few dates that went on in the past couple of weeks I told y'all how i went to see shen yun last week and then i had dinner with a longtime friend the friday after that and it was really good like the energy and the vibes were just really nice. Um, the energy from both of these guys who I went out with, very dope energy. Very dope energy. And it's looking good so far. But um, yeah, I've just been really opening myself up to going out and I wouldn't call it a New Year's resolution, but um, I always have like a running list in my head of things that I want to do to become a better person or certain goals that I have for myself. And one of those goals was actually to be more available and open and being like better connected to people because I don't really allow myself to go out too much. And so one of my goals is to open myself up to being treated. So I first started when I took myself to the aquarium for my birthday. And well, actually I first started when I decided I would maintain getting my nails done. That was kind of like the first step for me to attracting the kind of romantic energy that I want, right? So um, I am a big believer that you kind of have to, you have to display in yourself the traits that you want from a partner. And if I'm not treating myself to um, getting my hair and my nails done, or if I'm not treating myself to dates, it doesn't matter who I go with. It doesn't matter if I take myself out. If I don't get myself used to that kind of energy, then how will I know to receive it when someone else wants to do it for me? So I've been on this journey of treating myself well so I can attract that kind of treatment 
and also just personal journey of trying to well, let's not go in the way I wanted to treating myself well by taking myself out and basically ever since I started doing that I have been attracting more opportunities to go out on things like dates and more opportunities to just hang out with people and get to know people and it's really amazing how stuff kind of starts just like falling in your lap once you decide to try to do things for yourself i um i think it's like maybe a video snippet maybe but from like chris rock where it was like you know if you are stranded on the side of the road and you're just standing on the side of the road you want someone to stop and help you but no one's going to help you but if you are on the side of the road pushing your car that's when people get out and try to lend a helping hand so it's like things are not going to be attracted to you or people are not going to come and do certain things for you or help you if you are not also trying to help yourself so i'm really taking on that mindset and honestly the past six months and just trying to make sure that I keep up with it for myself. And that did not curl the way I wanted it to. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, I've just been trying to keep up with that for myself and just treating myself nicely and treating myself well, all that good stuff, you know? Oh, that's so pretty. And it's been opening up way more people coming and asking if I want to do stuff. People have stopped assuming that I'm so busy because I'm really, I don't think I like the perception that people have of me that, oh, Lexi, you're so busy. You're doing so great that you're so busy all the time. When from these people, it's mostly people who don't even bother trying to see if I'm available. They just assume that I'm busy. But it hurts my heart because I don't want anyone to think that I'm too busy for them. I value people's time when they come and they want to talk to me or when they come and they want to spend time with me or just, you know, be on the phone or whatever. I do value people's time. So it actually irritates me when people keep suggesting that I'm too busy. Now, what I do need to work on that I do notice about myself is being the one to reach out and talk to people. I could work on that. Like, I'm really good for answering the phone and being there when people need me, but I'm not necessarily great at initiating a conversation or initiating contact. So that's something I could work on. And I'm starting to realize that I'm becoming the one who, I'm a, the dependable one, but people are not like necessarily certain people in my life. They're not hitting me up to some people in my life. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. But I'm the dependable one, so they'll always hit me up to do stuff for them. But they don't ever hit me up to just like hang out or see how I'm doing. And that's something that I've had to be weary of in the past few months. Or really the past year of my life, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me trying to open up new energy for myself. I'm very pleased with it. All of that to say that we're gonna see how this fares. When I had my natural hair, I could just, this would be like $200 a month for me to maintain my natural hair. Cause I'm also trying to do, like be financially responsible with this. Like I wanna look good, but I'm also secretly afraid cause I don't know if my budget can handle me keeping myself looking good but i still want to try and put in that effort of keeping myself looking good despite whatever um budget i might have sorry i can hear the cat like scraping on the door she <laughs> here's another piece of the lex check right so my cat I don't know if it's because she's a street cat or if she just acts like she doesn't understand that I don't want her to do certain shit, certain things. Let me try to keep this PG. But she has been in this nasty habit in the past couple of weeks of 
she can finally jump on the countertop, one of the countertops. It's not too, um, ouch. One of the countertops is not too tall for her anymore because she is growing and getting bigger. But she has figured out how to jump on the counter and I keep my bread on top of the fridge. So she'll jump, oh, that's beautiful. So she'll jump on top of the counter and take the bread. And this is like the third loaf of bread she has gone through in a week. And I'm just too trusting apparently because I keep leaving her out when I go somewhere or I don't put the bread up in a better place. But she'll jump up and eat the damn bread and it makes the whole loaf stale or she's bitten through the packaging. I even put like some remainders, like I salvaged some parts. Tay-Tay7686 says, yes, girl, because I am doing my hair on Instagram live. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I also need to do better at trying to um, style my hair because I'm not too great with styling myself. But, um, so yeah, she, my cat, her name is Katniss, but I call her Kitty Cat. She figured out that she can jump on the counter and she has been tearing up this loaf of bread. That's the only thing she can reach right now. Thank God she can't hop onto the fridge completely on the top of the fridge. But she is very much aware that kitchen means food. And she has been really trying it. So I um, put her into the room because she pissed me off. And to keep me from getting in her ass about it, because I am a disciplinarian, but you got to discipline cats different from how you discipline dogs. Like if I was teaching this lesson to my dog, he would have gotten it. The thing that's annoying about her, she knows that I don't want her in the kitchen. So when I catch her in the kitchen, she immediately runs out. But when I'm sleeping, cause she did this last one in the middle of the night or, or when I was taking a nap or something, but she'll, it's just irritating. Like I can't, I don't want to deal with it. So she's scratching at the door and I can hear her. So yeah. Um, but yeah, this, um, going back to what I was saying with maintaining my hair, I'm trying to, I want to be pretty and I want to feel feminine all the time. But the reality is I'm very fearful when it comes to spending the money to do certain things. I'm always afraid of like, you know, if I don't spend the money, then I'll have it saved and available for something else that I might need but it gets in the way of me feeling pretty and feeling presentable, you know? So I'm trying to find out a style that's going to work for my skill level and for my budget. And yeah, like I said, if you're just joining on the live, the reason why I'm doing this on live is because I'm kind of in a time crunch. I did not plan out my day very well, so. That's why we're doing this, my hair, while we talk about the subject. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for my Lex check. I don't have too much else that I wanna talk about. So, <laughs> Tay-Tay7686 says, yes, girl, slay, 100, 100, 100. Thank you. It's one of the struggles of being a, a woman, you know, Part of our currency as women is looking good and it does give us opportunities when we can present ourselves in a certain way. Um, but it can be difficult as far as maintaining the budget to get things done or to, you know, maintain our looks. Cause we got hair, we got makeup, we got outfits, we got perfumes and just so much that needs to be kept up with. But I also know that if I want to attract a certain kind of man, I have to present myself a certain kind of way. That goes for my physical looks and that goes for how I treat myself. So I'm just trying to do a better job of treating myself. Yeah, it's looking nice, right? We're doing the damn thing, okay? Okay. Uh oh. So yeah. 
with this, that's one of my goals for 2022. Like I said, I don't really believe, oops, I don't really believe in um, making resolutions anymore. I kind of just have a running list of improvements for myself and things that I want to work on for myself. And that's one of them, just treating myself better and maintaining myself better. Not bad. So yeah, it's only gonna get better from here, right? And I think that's it for my Lex check. So the topic, like I said earlier, the topic we're gonna get into today is that anything I go through in life it's all subject of my music. So whatever I'm experiencing in life, the subject of my music is gonna be what I have experienced in real life. Everything I write is based on a true story and I'm basically creating the soundtrack of my life. Oof, I need to put this down while I'm on the camera. All right, so yeah, um, that's been the Lex Check. Let's get into the Lex Chat after these messages. into this Lex chat topic today. Um, I had someone come on the live earlier. I think it was Crump Dog who said that he or she, I'm gonna assume it's a guy, who said that he um, just went through like listening to a lot of my music and he especially loves fuck shit and all keeps. I am extremely grateful for that. <laughs> And um, not so much with all keeps, but for the song, fuck shit. And there's just really no easy way to censor that song. I had someone request to do a clean version for that song, but I'm literally saying the F and the S word back to back for like three minutes on that song. There's just no way. But every song that I do is inspired by a true story it's inspired by true events. Anything that I go through in life, it is based off of some kind of experience that I've had personally or some kind of experience that I've witnessed and observed. Oh yes, look at that curl. Mm -hmm. So the song F-ish, cause I don't wanna keep bleeping stuff out when I go to editing. It's from my first album, which is self-titled Lexi. And I released that back in 2019, June 19th or 20th of 2019. The reason why I kind of remember the date is because that's the wedding date of my friend, my friends, they got married on that date. And it's been almost three years since I've released, but that whole album was a collection of love songs and stories that just follows a relationship from beginning to end, which is from like the honeymoon stage of a relationship into the tumultuous and then the not so good parts and then all the way up to a breakup even. And F-ish is the last song on the album. And honestly, majority of the song on that album, I feel like was about one guy in particular. Let's see if that changes anything. So I have Winner, I have Gimme, I have um, Imagination, Bedroom, just so many. Oh my God, look at this hair. Oh my gosh, it is coming together. Look at that. I'm gonna do this sooner. But yeah, um, Dirty Underwear, Rock Bottom, just so many great hits on that album. I love that album, my first album. And then I've been releasing singles ever since. But um, yeah, as far as the song F-ish, to give a little backstory on that, I think I just had money stolen from me, from my house, from someone that I was really in love with. And <laughs> he, um, 
he uh, he had also charged a lot of money to my business account because we worked on an event together oh beautiful but um yeah i was really upset at the fact that he stole money from me and actually i see that dj proof just clicked in he's always asking me about the song f ish and <laughs> i really like the song as well it's um i would describe it as being very aggressive and it's probably the most that i've ever cursed in any of my songs uh obviously coming from a very emotional place somebody that i love very much was at my house we got into an argument and he got upset with me for something that i said and i had it was only 150 dollars at the time but i was fresh out of college budgeting my money very meticulously so losing that amount of money it was kind of like devastating and it was set aside for me to film a commercial that i had to shoot that was the money that i was going to pay the camera guy um in two or three days and yeah he was staying at my house he got mad at me for something and decided to take this money that was left out in the open on my dresser i never thought he would steal from me because you know we we weren't together but we had a very good relationship and i would even call him my best friend i never thought he would have stolen from me you know that's why i kept the money out probably anybody else i would have put the money away but yeah he got mad at me for something and then stole the money right off of my dresser and then um how does that one lyric go in that song no you took 150 from me when you left my house i can get my diva little willie get you pocket in the with the lights out uh i got them daggers make it happen yeah no i got them baggers make it happen yeah right now i got them baggers make it happen yeah right now so yeah that's a true story and um he, I was very upset about that whole situation. And that manifested into the song F-ish. And at the time, um, I think me and this guy were at the end of our relation as far as dealing with each other. And so I was talking a little smack. I was working at an MMA gym at the time. So the names that I mentioned, D-Bolo, Willie, those were guys at the gym who have told me that, you know, Lex, if you ever have any issues, because I think I talked about it to some of the guys at the gym, or at least one in detail. And um, he was like, yeah, if you ever have any issues with dude, just call me and we'll um, get my dudes together and we will we'll ride out for you and, you know, help you get your money back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told a few people about that situation back then. So that's where the song F-ish came from. Uh, other songs... And the other reason why I thought to do this topic today is because I just wrote a song a couple days ago called Labels Pay For, which is produced by Greg Keys. I am so excited about it. But just thinking about the kind of emotion that I put into F-ish, I don't think I've shown that kind of angry emotion in a song since F-ish. So the song that I worked on the other day, Labels, and I did a little snippet on my Instagram, um, that is, yeah, one of the songs that I show a lot of emotion on. Oh, I gotta do this side still. And where that was stemming from is I'm not in a relationship with anyone in particular right now. I'm single, but it always seems like, and I've done quite a few situationships, right? It always seems like no, it ain't always seem like, it's always with me that the guys, they want, it sounds nice, right? To have like a friends with benefits kind of situation, but the guy wants to be able to go out and be with whoever he wants to be with, right? But it's never the same kind of energy or the same kind of understanding for the woman who might be in the relationship with this guy or the situationship with this guy. So it's very much a one-sided exchange in these situations. And unfortunately, I find myself in these situations a lot, or I have found myself in these kind of situations a lot where, um, you know, oh my gosh, how did I do this? This is just looking nice. Look at me doing my hair. I'm so proud of myself. This is 
looking really good. I think this is like, oh, this is shea butter. It's gotta be shea butter. Why is there shea butter in my comb? But yeah, it's just, um, <laughs> in these situations, the guys, they never want the woman to be shared, right? They want to, in a sense, they want to have their cake and eat it too. If like they would want me to be loyal to them, but they don't have to be loyal to me. And I take a lot of issue with that um, for obvious reasons. It's not fair. You know, we should have the same energy, the same respect. Like, why would you expect me to be exclusive with you when you're not exclusive with me? Why would you want me to give so much energy to you when you don't give but so much energy to me, you know? And it's just never been a fair exchange. So that's where the inspiration for this latest song, Labels Pay For, came. What's up, Dirty Snares? Um, I got the song from you the other day. I did start writing to it. I'm just not done with it yet. Um, so yeah, let's see. But to, to keep going from the discussion, Oh my God, how do I do this? I think that's it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I'm doing all right with styling, huh? It's not bad, not bad at all. So yeah, um, like I was saying before the phone call came through, I always write from experience of what I'm going through in life and that's gonna make some people upset. It has made some people upset, especially when I make it known that, hey, this particular song is about you, or God, how did I do that? Wow. Oh, 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 I never finished this song. How did I do this song? So yeah, people actually, I've had guys in the past get very upset with me for writing a song about our situation. And um, I don't mention names, but the way that I talk about situations in a song, you would either have to have known me or you would have had to have been directly involved in my life to know what's going on, to understand some of the references that I make in my songs. Oh, that's hot. So yeah, labels paid for, which if you were on my Instagram live, the past few days that is another example of how I write songs based off of my life experiences and I was thinking um when I finished the other day <laughs> there's actually another song that directly resonates with this um with this topic I did a song called no love with big hooks where I'm featured on that song with him and my whole verse was based off of a toxic relationship that I was going through at the time. And he was an artist too. So it actually confused me. Oh, look at that curl, beautiful. He was an artist too. So it actually confused me that he was upset about me writing a verse about our situation. Cause I didn't mention any names, but I guess whatever I was saying in the song, really struck a chord with him and it pissed him off let me tell you dirty snare says it's relatable to every relationship though in regards to the the label song that i was telling y'all about yeah i think it is especially in this culture and we'll get back to the no love song but especially nowadays i feel like relationships in general are just in such a weird space and most people are in situationships where they don't necessarily want to claim any labels, even though they do everything just like as if they were in a relationship. But for some reason, if we call it what it is, somehow that's gonna mess it up. And I was even having conversations with some of my, well, one guy friend in particular, where um, he was saying like, he doesn't think he wants to get married and he doesn't think he wants to follow the traditional, how do you say it? The traditional guidelines of what a monogamous relationship is, which is what most of us have grown up seeing the example of, right? Monogamous relationships. And we had like a whole debate for probably at least a week about how 
even if you are not labeling your situation, there's still an expectation that comes with being in a relationship with somebody. There's still going to be certain things that this person is going to expect from you. And that's just the reality of it. So the inspiration behind labels paid for, dang, I don't know if I did this properly. Um, no, the curls are already gone. But it looked cool while I was doing it. But um, yeah, so the inspiration for labels paid for, it's that we all want to be in, everybody wants to be in a relationship, but nobody wants to accept the responsibility of things that comes with the labels. Now, whether you want to accept the label or not, like I said, there's always going to be an expectation that comes with engaging in certain activities with people. And especially when sex gets involved, like it always baffles me how it's not okay to claim a, a woman, but it's okay to have sex with her sometimes. And a lot of these dudes wanna have sex raw. We just gonna keep it 100% real. A lot of dudes wanna have sex raw, but they don't wanna claim her. So she's good enough for you to risk your health but she's not good enough to give her the social validation because that's what it boils down to as well. But she's not good enough to give the social validation of we're together or this is the person that I choose to do things with or be with, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a very irritating subject and something that I'm kind of getting tired of having to explain to people. Um, why labels are important <laughs> not only does it like define the relationship it it holds you accountable and i think unfortunately a lot of people just don't want to be held accountable honestly i don't understand how people don't put their personality or their personal experiences into their music it's my belief and i feel like it should be everybody else's belief too like what is it that's going to make people connect with you if you are not adding that personal element of your life experience or your life observation into your music. And to get back to um, the other song I was telling y'all about, it, which is No Love, which is Big Hooks featuring me, Lexi. I actually wrote that verse based off of a toxic relationship that I was in. We were, he was first off very upset that I went to another state to record a music video with this man. <laughs> He was very upset about it. Um, man paid for every hooks paid for everything, the travel, hotel, gas, food, the video, everything. I just had to make sure I came prepared with my outfits and just come ready to work, right? And it was a whole issue. I remember me going out to I think I went to to um Baltimore or Jersey to shoot that video. And we actually did it in an Airbnb. And yeah, he was it was a very toxic relationship, but can't believe we, can't believe we lost at this rate. Cost of living, how much it take? Accusations, you playing games when I try explaining, you can't relate. You ain't gotta worry when there's no love. There ain't gonna be no chance of fighting if I'm done, done. Don't try talking now. I was wrong, I was blind, I see that. Lost a friend of my time and I need that. And you were somebody special, I can't believe that. I got my feelings hurt when you said you lost all the trust in me. You did your dirt as well, but let's both agree to just disagree, cause I can't take it now, no. Can I play this round, Hey, I can throw shots and make it, but you hate when I play it, baby. I'll be okay if you're okay with ending, with ending things this way. Just tell me when I say there ain't no love and no display. Yeah, so that's the verse from No Love, and he was very upset. I think I wrote it during a time, cause it was a toxic relationship where we were on and off for like a year and a half. Um, we actually started the relationship. He blocked me. Like, I think after like a month or two of, of like messing around, I stopped messing with him first because the bedroom wasn't all that great. But then somehow we came back together and it was amazing all of a sudden. But then he got mad at me for something I posted online and then blocked me on everything for like a couple weeks. Um, and then we got back together and then just stupid stuff like that. And mind you, this man was 12 years, is 12 years older than me doing stuff like that. So it was just not a healthy relationship. And I'll be honest, I was not the most mature person during that time either, but I wasn't doing 
the type of games he was doing back then. You know what I'm saying? So I think I have to remove this and then screw it back on so it can puncture. Yeah. Okay. I've never done this before. And then unscrew this part. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. This looks just like, am I putting this on with a brush? Use the applicator nozzle tip with a brush and Wednesday to apply a thin coat and do it evenly. All right, I gotta be up in the mirror for this a little bit. Kinda, not for real. So let's put it here, I guess. Oh wow, it's really clear. So yeah. Oh, oh, it's coming out, it's still coming, oh no! Okay, stop, oh my God, oh my God, stop. Okay, all right, It's right, we're done, you're done, you're done. Okay, Lord, please don't. Let's use the wooden thing instead, actually. This feels a little weird, I'm not gonna lie. I don't love the feeling. All right, so spread that there. Okay, spread that there. Boom, boom, bam. And now we push the hair down into it. And okay. Push the hair down into it. All right. Oh, shoot. I need some right there. Hold on. Let's take some from this. some under here all right and then we're gonna push that down yeah is that looking like my hairline oh that is looking like my hairline baby right on baby yep that's pretty amazing all right look at me it's like a whole spider web on my hair right now okay so yeah um I always, like I say, I write from experience, so I don't understand how people don't put themselves into the music, you know, because I think it's really important. That looks like my hairline, doesn't it? It's gotta make it prettier now. But I think it's really, it's extremely important. Oh my God. It's extremely important. <laughs> so yeah, I always try to tell rappers, especially I actually did this backwards. I was supposed to do the glue first and then style my hair. But I always try to tell rappers, especially that, you know, what is making people bond with you? Like what's making your music different? Cause there are too many rappers. Like right now, trap is the mainstream. Trap is the pop music of the industry at the moment. And what that means is, that's how we're gonna have to rock it. What that means is so many people are rapping about the sex, the money, the drugs, or about killing other people in their music. And that's become like the norm, right? So when everyone is just talking about that, it becomes very boring and you're not different. So the thing that's going to, you know, make your music stand out compared to other music is the fact that nobody has lived your experience. No one has seen the things that you've seen. So why wouldn't you want to put yourself in the music? Now, granted, it, it can get people upset, but it's like a form of energy transfer, in my opinion. And this is where the conversation kind of gets a little bit deeper. It's a form of therapy, yes, but it's also an energy transfer in that... Dang, at what point did I want to make? Um, it's an energy transfer in that you might be feeling like you're going through a negative situation or a situation that seems hard to come out of. But when you take the negative energy and you do something constructive with it by putting those things into a song, that's a form of energy transfer, not just therapy, but energy transfer. You're being constructive with that energy. And for me, I find that 
unfortunately, a lot of my best music comes from my most painful memories, my most painful experiences. So with the example of F-ish, like we talked about earlier um, in this podcast, I was coming from an extremely angry place. And that is the result of what I got. I was coming from an extremely angry place and it came off angry. It came off aggressive. It came off as F these dudes because the one person that I was thinking about in that situation, it was very much F him. And it was like the last straw of going through things with certain guys and questioning my own judgment, questioning my own selection process. So yeah, that that energy was very much a transfer of I'm hurt. It's coming out as anger on this song. Same thing if y'all caught the live where I was recording and creating the song Labels Paid For, which was produced by Greg Keys and Dirty Snares um, contributed as well. But um, yeah, same energy there. I had I had an argument with somebody who was basically coming after, I don't want to say my character, but they felt like, he felt like I was acting different towards some people, but I had to point out like, no, we are, this is just how I am. And people misunderstand my personality a lot because I'm not, I don't act how everybody else does. I would tell my, I would call myself an introvert. And that means that when I first meet people, I'm not friendly, friendly, buddy, buddy all up in your face when I first meet you. It takes me a little while to get warmed up to people. And so um, that's that's something else for another another conversation. But that song Labels was inspired by, you know, all the situations that I've been in where guys do not want to put an official title or an official label on the relationship. But these same dudes have no problem spending thousands of dollars on name brands covered head to toe in labels. And so it's just like, and that's been my experience with a lot of guys who have gone through these kinds of situations with. They don't want the responsibility of being in a relationship, but they on the same token want people to know how much money they may have or, you know, what they're spending their money on. And that shows through the kind of labels they choose to put on their body. So the whole premise of the song is, sis, he doesn't want to give you the label of relationship because he's more interested in rocking Louis, Gucci, Prada, and double CCs, niggas, and designer copy and repeat. So the only time you should be rocking with a label, sis, is if it was paid for. That could go two ways. Only rock a label if you bought it at the store or only rock a label if this man has invested the same money into you that he's invested into all these labels that he proudly displays on his body. If he has not invested in the label of boyfriend, girlfriend, then you don't need to rock with that label. Like you don't have to hold on to the responsibility of that situation ship and that's just what it is. And you'd be surprised how a lot of dudes get upset. They want you to be the, they want, they want to be the one and only person that you're messing with, but they want their freedom to go mess with whoever they want to. And the song labels paid for, that's just a culmination of all those emotions. Like, no, I'm tired of this. The same kind of energy that I had for F-ish, same kind of energy I put into labels paid for. I was very angry. I was very hurt. This song, it came out hurtful, but it's a lot more structured compared to F-ish. F-ish, I was just upset. I was just mad. But, you know, labels turned out to be a huge, it feels big to me, you know? So when people, what people have to understand, and I think it's the same thing for if you were dating a comedian, part of the art form is creating like a timestamp for situations that we've experienced, things that we've observed, things that we've felt. And it's like an audible journal for me anyway. And I would encourage anybody to treat their music like an audible journal. Whatever you're going through, transfer that energy into that song, get those thoughts out into a melodic way and into a way that people can relate to. And your music should be like a soundtrack of your life. I think your music should be inspired by what you're going through. Now, I get that sometimes, I get that words are very powerful, right? And you don't always wanna talk about the bad things 
because when you tend to only talk about the bad things that can attract more bad things into your life so let's say you are the kind of person who you just go through a lot but you don't necessarily want your music to always be reflecting all the bad you're going through so you might want to speak life or manifest things into your life through the kind of lyrics that you choose to sing or rap now in that case i would say that's when it's more acceptable for you to rap about things or sing about things that, that aren't necessarily going into your life that aren't necessarily going on in your life but things that you would like to see happen in your life i think that's another positive way to transfer that energy from all the negative stuff that might be happening into hey this is what i'm going through right now but i can't wait and for the day until this happens or this is what i'm going through right now but i can't wait when i have this this and this and i'll be looking back on moments like that and saying dang i'm glad i made it through you know what i mean so i think that artists do a huge disservice to the public when they're not being true to themselves that's the most roundabout way that i could put it it's still scratching on the door when you are being true to yourself you are standing in your truth and you are telling your story unapologetically and there are so many people that will benefit from you expressing your full true story there are so many people who will relate to the things that you have gone through but when you're just picking a lot of bullshit to talk about people can pick up on bullshit <laughs> as um this saying i think in maybe jamaica you can't scam a scammer it might be a global expression but i heard it in jamaica and you can't scam a scammer people are already putting up with so much bs in their life they can tell when your music is bs and that's why we get these popcorn artists these popcorn hits you know they pop up they hot for a quick little minute or two and then they're no good anymore because the music is not timeless and the music is not timeless because there's not much substance to hold on to in the songs but you'll notice with even songs from a long time ago that may not have been talking about a lot they still felt good or they were general enough that it captured a certain vibe and it captured a certain feeling that everybody could relate to like a lot of music from the 70s i would i would implore y'all to go and look back at like curtis mayfield or even stuff from the 80s go back and listen to like orange J the juice man walking in the rain or What's that one? New Kid on the Block? New Kids on the Block? Oh, 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 The right stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I think music in general, I, I weep for where it's, where it's going. And um, I haven't even listened to the song completely yet, but a lot of people in the gossiping channels that I follow, they are talking about the song Lick by Shensia and Megan Thee Stallion, where it's very on brand for Megan, but it's apparently not on brand for Shensia. I wouldn't know for Shensia because I don't, I haven't listened to her despite being Jamaican. I have not listened to her music. I don't think, I don't think I have. But people mention her name among like Lady Saw, so maybe I have heard Shensia's music before. But, um, that's another example of I, I look at the comment section on that song and it's just like dang this is just WAP part two or WAP dance hall remix and in the comment section not too much on Shensia although people who know Shensia were commenting on her being way more talented than this but especially with Megan Thee Stallion right she'd been rapping about the same stuff since she came out and it was cool when she first came out because you know everyone's really excited for a new female rapper and excited to hear someone with like a female rapper with a nice flow who can talk and hang talking the same ish as a lot of these dudes because dudes talk about this stuff in their music too right so she was refreshing but now that we've had like four years of that it's like okay what else can you do and you've gone through a lot in your life there was another comment that i saw um, under this particular gossip video it was like you know Meg has been through a lot when are we going to start hearing about more profound stuff or even the fact that she just graduated college when are we going to hear more about her accomplishments or 
when is she going to talk about what it felt like to lose her mom and to lose her grandmother um and i don't know how people might perceive her in the media when it comes to always drinking and seemingly always being drunk and when is she going to tell her side about the whole tory lane situation you know like we see that you're going through a lot but all you're giving us is thought music essentially people want to hear more people want to connect on a deeper level they don't want to hear the same thing all the time there is a time and a place for that party music but as an artist i guess you should want to decide in your head right like do i want to be the the club music artist where you'll probably only hear my stuff in the club or do I want to be the kind of artist where I can wake up my kids on a Saturday morning blasting this music because we all about to clean the house or we just chilling at the house on a weekend or a weekday you know what I mean like I think it's it's probably I would say you should want to be able to do it all but that's just me I have the aspirations for myself as an artist to do it all and to you know have my music be able to be played in multiple situations so it's really disappointing to me and it's probably why i don't listen to the radio for real because there's no there's nothing exciting i stopped listening to rap a long time ago probably when young cash money young money cash money took over like after they stopped hitting the radio so hard i probably stopped listening to the radio honestly that's probably around 2009 2010 maybe as late as 2013 for me but yeah music is just it's very superficial now and that's that's another conversation that needs to be had is like aside from the agenda that i believe the music industry is pushing on people aside from the agenda i think it's also why are people so afraid to feel it's also why are people so afraid to talk about their feelings why is it considered a weakness if people are talking about real things that they've been through why is it considered a weakness if i talk about how sad i was or how upset i was or how i felt betrayed and there has definitely been a space for that um i think for artists like rod wave or nba young boy i think somebody said his music is like that i think xxx tentacion was like that i didn't listen to his music because there's on the same token there's certain music i don't want to consume because i know the people who did the song are not in the right space that's a whole nother conversation as well but yeah uh universe music says have you heard of little sims no i haven't i haven't heard of little sims is that a group is that a person I have not heard of Lil Sims, but um, it I, the music that I hear these days is just like it's only for in the bedroom or it's only if I'm at the club. But even when I'm at the club, I don't feel like dancing to this music. Like it don't. You think I want to dance to a song where this dude is saying "fuck up, fuck up it hit a in a it in a in a with my stick"? Like I don't want to hear that. That doesn't make me feel sexy. It doesn't make me feel like dancing you know so i don't know i just feel like people we all go through similar things but there's way too much going on in the world for us to all be talking about the same thing and even if we are talking about the same thing where is the respect for language where is the word play why aren't we playing with the language and the words and the metaphors even more to say the same things at least in a different way you know so i just be I, i've just become very disappointed with the direction a lot of mainstream music has taken and i am working to change and i'm i mean by the grace of god i'll be mainstream um i don't completely understand what that will entail or require of me but I'm just trying to prepare myself for whatever may come up, right? So, yeah, I I would use myself as an example of the kind of artist that I want to see more of. I can do the R&B. Like I've been experimenting with recently, I can do the rap stuff. I can do the slow music. I can do the club music. I can get ratchet. I can be classy. I can be nasty in the bedroom. I can be grown and sexy with my man and we're chilling at home and I'm catering to him. I 
I embody all of these things in my regular life. So why wouldn't I want to display that in my music as well? You know, it's just my thoughts on it. Universe Music says, Little Sims is a dope female rapper with substance also. You should check out Ciroc. I might. I might. Um, I'll probably have to check them out on YouTube. I don't currently have my Spotify streaming paid for right now. So I would, I would have to check them out on YouTube probably. So Little Sims, Sims with a Z, and Ciroc. Yeah, I'll, ch I'll check them out. But um, yeah, so that's just my stance on when people, if you're in my life, just know that if we experience each other long enough, you are probably going to be subject of one, two, three, or many of my songs. And I would encourage every artist to write from a place of personal experience and write from a place of what you observe around you in your friend circle in the world because music in my opinion should be like a timestamp as well to not only signal to people like what they were going through when they heard this song at this moment in their life but you know what happened to marking the times as far as like recent events that are happening in the world yeah i think i only have like one song like that it's called a soul burdened and i never i haven't actually released it officially but it was specifically created for a short film that my friend Azariah Oldacre did called A Soul Burdened. And the context of that song, it was meant for the short film, but it was also applied to um, all the killing of black people and all the hashtags that we had. So I would encourage y'all to check that out too. Just check on my, my, my YouTube channel for the playlist, the Lexi Music and the Lexi Album. And let me know what y'all think. But those are just my thoughts. Uh, Quinn with the key says, shawty know what's going on. I hope all is well, shawty. What's happening with your playboy? You know what I'm saying? Ain't heard from you in a minute, you feel me? Thought your page had done got hacked, you know what I'm saying? You on the Bitcoin mine and then you on that like, that cash up stuff. You know, I see you. I see you, big dog. I see you. <laughs> well, we gonna talk. We gonna work soon. I've been in, I've been in a good creative mode lately, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Uh, Quinn with the key says, oh, gee willikers, I could write a dozen songs about you, Lexi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on um, subject matter for songs and music. I feel like everybody should write about their experiences and figure out a way to put it in the music because that's how we as artists relate to our audience, right? So if you enjoyed this Lex chat for today, if you are listening on YouTube, then please make sure you go like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell on YouTube so you'll be notified each and every time I post a new video, new piece of content, you'll be notified. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Alton Thomas, who has just become a patron of mine. Congratulations and welcome. I don't have a name for my supporters on Patreon yet, but he has pledged as a new patron on my Patreon. And I'm so excited because ah, I just got some new stuff drop, dropping like content wise. So I'm really excited that it's, it's starting to grow. So welcome Alton Thomas to the channel. And um, send me some requests, the kind of content you want to see, the kind of discussions you want to have, and we'll get on that ASAP Rocky, you know? So if you would like to also become a supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash LexiATL. And for as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of mine. You will get access to the uncut episodes of these Lex chats, as well as you will get first dibs, first access to the content that I post. So... A lot of times I'll do tutorials or certain videos. The general public won't see it for a few days, few weeks, few months. You will see things as soon as I upload them, not when I decide to make it public for the general public. So if that's something that would be interested, that you are interested in doing, then for just $5 a month, become a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL. I would greatly appreciate your support. But otherwise, follow me on anchor.fm. Look for Lexi, Lex Chat with Lexi on Spotify. Make sure you follow the chat there. Make sure you come on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment down below what you liked about the discussion 
or any questions you may have or suggest some new topics for me to talk about in each weekly Lex chat. If you are a sponsor, reach out to me to have your brand advertised during these Lex chats. And yeah, other than that, thank y'all so much for joining me for this Lex chat this week. I'll see y'all next week. My name is Lexi. Peace.